<laughs> we just started recording and already uh, had to pause for Michael Coffin in the background. <laughs> fucking hell. How you doing, man? I've uh, been better. I've been better. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing all right, but you, it sounds like you've been uh, dying the last week or so. Yeah. I, I had a massive flu. It was, it was so bad. I've been, I've been ill the last uh, almost 10 days now and poof this was a bad one i i couldn't do anything um it all started um last week wednesday i had a, a podcast interview um i hope i can announce uh, next time um that was really nice but uh it's all started like i wasn't like a nine i was like 90 percent there you know and I, I wasn't feeling like 100%. But that, that interview went, went fine. And after that, I had a, a customer call of the that uh, soon-to-be biggest customer of Nusi. Okay. Uh, that went really well, but I got, got sick during the call. I got really sick. And uh, good thing that I, I, know, I know the guy personally. We met at my, um, MicroConf. Oh, this and is the guy you mentioned a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. I just said to him, like, I, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go take a nap uh, off this call <laughs> because I, I don't feel like, uh, I feel like a, a little bit shit. I, I just took a nap and I didn't come out of bed for the, like, five days. I think, like, I just stayed in bed and it was one of the most horrible things. <laughs> I don't have to ask if you got any work done then. <laughs> yeah, loads, loads. I had this massive headache constantly uh especially the first night i i didn't sleep i i saw all the hours in the That's night I, I, love like, it. I love it when that happens oh, like zero hours i i slept zero hours i felt so bad the next day i slept like two hours like why what, what's happening <laughs> it was it was horrible horrible so yeah that was my that was my week <laughs> that was, well that's been more than a week isn't it it's been like 10 days i think yeah and you said you lost your sense of taste and everything right? I, I lost my sense of taste yeah I, I thought it was COVID I I still don't know if it was COVID or not I went to the pharmacy to get one of those self-tests but uh, it was negative mm -hmm. and I went to the hospital and uh, they didn't test or anything but they said like uh, yeah it's, it's just a flu it's it's around right now and and everybody in uh the kids school like uh, they got the flu and it's, it's so they, really so they don't even bother testing anymore in the hospital they're just like yeah yeah you'll, you'll be over it anyway yeah 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 okay yeah all the symptoms were as well like flu like uh, and and yeah, but I've doesn't never really of, matter i've never heard of anyone losing their sense of taste with flu yeah that was so weird i i could taste uh, i didn't realize uh, the first days because i could taste some things like uh, sugar and salt I could taste that and the only thing i could eat was like fruit uh, i i was like craving uh naranja uh, oranges i was craving oranges, oranges yeah. i was craving apples and then uh, suddenly um maria made uh, made some lunch and then i put it in my mouth and i was like what is this this is plastic uh, <laughs> it was so disgusting and it looked so amazing and it was just like whoa that that was so, so weird. I never had that before. And I had COVID. Oh, wow. I had COVID like twice and uh, I didn't lose my taste. Uh, I don't know what was going on, but it's just, yeah, never again, please. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're starting to feel better now. Yeah. Um, you can start You can start working again and, and catch up on that backlog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I checked every day, kind of like, okay, it's still running. It's not down. And that's it. I couldn't even answer customer support tickets. I mm -hmm. didn't, I couldn't do anything. Like that's the first time that ever happened to me. That realized as well, like, uh, I'm like, <laughs> that's not very safe for Nusi, you know, like if, uh, something happens with me, then there's nobody, uh, what I was going to say is that made you think about maybe you need to get someone else involved, at least with support and things like that. Yeah. I, I, I used to have help with support, but yeah, I, I don't think at least for now it's not worth it because this happens once in my life, you know, mm. and, um, yeah, but, but it made me think, um, and I'm not sure, like. I, I just hope like in these, these couples of years, like a uh, will grow. So I don't have, I won't have this problem anymore because I can actually hire somebody that works more for a couple of hours a day. You know, I was looking at Twitter this morning for, it's the only time I pretty much look now is in the morning. Cause it's the only time I find anything of value for some reason. Like I only find mm -hmm. tweets that I find interesting really early in the morning. I don't know why that is. Maybe it was me or maybe it's. I don't know whether that's just the way it is. I saw a tweet that I had retweeted about <laughs> an article that I wrote for Nusi, and I think, I don't know if we even mentioned this, but about the, um, why we won't build your feature, the ah, article. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Love so I, I started, I started reading that again today and I thought, damn, I was a much better writer back then <laughs> than I am now. <laughs> I thought, did I actually write this? But anyway, there, there was something that jumped out at me in it. Basically, the article for obviously, if anyone's listening and haven't read it, was which, why we chose to to stay small. We weren't interested in sort of huge growth and all, all that stuff. Uh, and there was the five pillars of awesomeness or something like that. <laughs> and then somebody somebody mentioned it in a tweet this morning. Said, "I love the five pillars of awesomeness," and, I, and that's why I went and read it again. I was like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> and they were actually really good. But anyway, there was there was a paragraph in there. It said. He said, to put it bluntly, we aren't looking to align our software with the vision of others. Rather, we're looking for people whose vision of proposal software aligns with ours. And I thought, I know why I wrote that. And I know that it was something that we would definitely, that we definitely believed. And I, I was wondering, do I still believe that? Like now I'm building a new second business. Like, is that something I still hold on to? I'm not sure I do. I'm not sure I do anymore. I mean, well, for starters, do you still, do you still hold on to that? Um, is that still like a core belief around Nusi? I think so. I, I, I do, I do really want to solve people's problems. Uh, but if, if they ask something completely out of what, uh, we used to believe in, then, then I say no, but I, mm. I feel less strongly about it. Mm. Yeah. 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 And I think that's probably where I sit now. So now I'm trying to get uh, feature flux off the ground. I think it's definitely very different. And because if I still shared the same belief now, I probably end up with no customers, um, exactly, yeah. because I'm in a situation now where I, I can't just say, all right, well, if you don't like it, sod you, you know, you, you go and look somewhere else. But if that's the, you know, the case over and over and over again, then this thing is never going to get off the ground. So I think, I don't know if it was something that I wrote like from a place of privilege. Was I was about to say that, like with Nusi, we, uh, obviously we wanted to grow, but it, we didn't need to, to, to survive. So we could, mm. we could be more stubborn, <laughs> but, yeah. but right now you you cannot, you cannot be. No. Very and I think that, but the, and the more I look back on it and the more I think about Nusi, I can't help but draw comparisons now. Like the more I think that it just kind of happened, it just seemed that it was like lucky or easier or 
the right time, the right place, the right the right market, the right app. I don't know. So all of this now is kind of making me think a bit more that while there is there are there are still opinionated apps out there. Are they all? Do they all tend to be old school apps now? Like if you think about the 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 leader of opinionated software, it's, it's still Basecamp, isn't it? And, you know, they refuse to budge on mm. anything. They're just like, no, no, this is what we are. We don't care. Don't like it. Fuck off. Go and find another piece of software. We don't move for anyone. I don't know if we see that anymore. Maybe people can't even do that anymore. I don't know. Uh, I think you you're right about that. Uh, and as well, like a lot of times. And uh, new software all, all looks like each other, you know? Like, uh, it all looks the same uh, a bit. <laughs> there's there's well, nothing that really, yeah. really stands out anymore. They all use, like, Tailwind. Uh, they all have, like, more or less, like, the, the same features, the same look, uh, the same, uh, a little bit the same UX. Uh, it's, it's, all, it's all a bit the same. Well, there. <laughs> I just put the nail in the coffin for anybody who wanted to start a new SaaS. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's just what I was thinking about this morning, and it's something I'm thinking about more and more. So, when when did you start to feel better? Like, basically, um, have you been able to do anything at all? Have you even gone back to answering support? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, a couple of days ago, um, I think I was five, six days. Like, I couldn't do anything. And now I'm did you get any? Working. Did you have any problems? Like, was there anyone who was like, "Hey, I messaged you six days ago"? No, no. Oh, no. Well, that's a good sign. Or not? <laughs> <laughs> or they've just, or they just churned out after two days. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, he's not going to no. answer. That's it. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no problem. And and um, the people I uh, answered, uh, I just said them like, uh, <laughs> "I've been sick," so they were very understandable. Just just before getting sick, I, I made a tiny feature, uh, the table of contents feature mm. of a proposal. Uh, the problem is, the thing that makes us very different from other proposal tools is um, other proposal tools have like uh, multi pages, uh, so you have to press like a little bit like like next, previous, and for us it's just like one big page which you have to scroll so Nusi doesn't work it doesn't work perfectly with very very long proposals that was our intention because we we thought in in the early days that um, proposals should be short mm -hmm. uh, and to the point especially that previous uh, that um, new client has a, a big catalog of uh, proposals that they want to copy and they are big there they are uh, bigger so I quickly made a table of contents feature which floats floats on the the left side and then uh, every section is is kind of like an item of the table of contents and then they can quickly they can quickly um, scroll sections uh, that way so is that gonna help is that gonna help with analytics as well um because before I, you couldn't I, I track things about so it. clearly yeah, I thought about it, but it's still the the good thing about those multi multiple pages proposals uh, is that it's very easy to to track the mm -hmm. where the client spends the time. And here, it's I could make it, but it's it won't be hundred percent reliable because it, it's still like if you have a big screen and and. It's possible that the three sections fit in a screen. So how no, do you? But I mean, can't you can't you do it by click? 
can you do it by action? So if they've clicked on that link or if they've triggered that link, like even if they're just scrolling, it all when they get to the to that uh, anchor point, it triggers the it triggers the the sidebar, doesn't it? So yeah. you always know once you've got to a new section. It, like I said before, it's, it won't be hundred percent reliable because ah, they right. can yeah, scroll down, said, yeah. and then if they can stop scrolling and and then read the three sections that are in right, yeah. So it's I, I'm not sure if I ever uh, tracked uh, exactly the time, but um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yes, something else happened yesterday. We've got an uh, affiliate program and one affiliate that I already paid out, uh, like $500, um, had as well, like $200 that, uh, he wanted to have, uh, he wanted to me to pay out. And then I, I, I quickly checked the customers that he referred and they're only a couple still in the system because we delete the data when they, they delete, uh, the account and I checked the referral and it was Google. I'm not hundred percent sure, but then, um, I think he was bidding on, on Nusi's name and I quickly checked the last uh, like 150 visits of the, um, of the, that has an affiliate link in it. And there were many, many people with, with a parameter, uh, GCL ID, which is, a, a Google ad identifier. <laughs> So I, I had to, for five affiliates, I had to, um, disable their affiliate account <laughs> because that's, that's five against diff term. five different affiliates. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. And, uh, sadly I cannot be completely sure with this, uh, this guy, uh, that I had to have to pay money. Um, so I, I just messaged him. Like I, I just asked how he did refer <laughs> and, uh, the next message will be like, I am thinking you bidding around our name and then I'm not going to pay, pay out any, any affiliate money. And this is an issue because I, I knew already like some, sometimes people were doing it because I was like searching Nusi on Google and then I saw an ad and then I see the parameter, um, that, uh, our affiliates use and I messaged them like, uh, this is not uh, what I want. And even some affiliates ask me like, can I bid on, can I bid, uh, Nusi, uh, on the name Nusi and I say, no, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Those people search Nusi. They already know me. Like I shouldn't pay out any affiliates. Yeah. I'm thinking of just closing down affiliates. It's not really working. I I've never really put much effort to it. Um, I should only have an affiliate program, uh, if I go hundred percent, you know, and I do remember why were you here when we opened it? We, we tried it before, but, but no, because it was too difficult to set up. Yeah. It was too difficult to set up with Spanish laws when we yeah. did it. I, I just was sick of the, the people that, uh, asking me if I had an affiliate platform. Uh, program. Sorry. I was just sick of, sick of that. I just opened one and then, uh, all right, uh, here you have one. And then people, people recommend us anyway, without the affiliate program, but, but right now 
while we had an affiliate program, they were re recommending us just the same, but now it's, uh, I have mm. to give back a portion of the affiliates. Well, that's the second time in a week that I've heard somebody talking about that on Twitter with another, another SaaS yeah. lead put a screenshot up on Twitter of, uh, one of their affiliates bidding on, bidding on their, their company name. I don't remember who it was, but uh, yeah, they, they'd had that same thing happen. I don't know. I guess you need to make a big. I don't know, I guess, I mean, in general, not you, you have to make a big effort with the affiliate things to put certain things in place and like education and stuff. And I don't, I mean, I don't even know how that would work. I, yeah, I don't know. But the, the guys that are affiliates for you, I mean, they're up, they have to be new C customers though, right? No, no. Uh, well, in that case, I'll change that. Like you have to be a new C customer to be an affiliate. If you're, if, cause you're, like, if you're, a, you're a new C customer, you already use and value the service. So give them a payback, all right? You can become an affiliate, but you can't just become an affiliate just because you want to. Yeah, the, the whole the whole reason why an affiliate program could be beneficial is like those uh, influencers uh, start recommending me instead of somebody else. Yeah, but and uh, that just I don't know. You remember when uh, Proposify launched their affiliate thing, and the, and to get into the affiliate program, you had to pay if I remember correctly, and it was a significant amount of money as well. And they put yeah. you through a, what they called an academy about, I'm sure it was, you know, just a couple of videos or whatever, but I think just changing the mentality on what an affiliate program is, I think at least would help. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm it's just not, thinking it's... of closing it down. <laughs> That's certainly the easiest action yeah. to take anyway. Yeah. And but, um... yeah, <clears throat> but I, I, I did make some changes on the front end of the website. First of all, I, I only inject the JavaScript, uh, snippet. If the parameter is set that, uh, reward for users is, uh, the parameter name is via. So I don't inject for every, everybody, the, the JavaScript widget. And I don't inject it when, uh, there is this, uh, Google identifier. And they, even if they bid on my name, there is very difficult to track that, but it won't work. <laughs> so at least, uh, that's, okay. that's happening. Yeah. Right now it's, it's just, just annoying that, um, the, I think the only way to, to check if people are bidding on my name is like typing Nusi in a, in a privacy browser and check if it's uh, sponsored, uh, sponsored links. And, yeah. uh, I don't know. They can even set like, uh, and don't, uh, show in Spain, just show in us. And I will never find out. Mm. <laughs> it's just, yeah, uh, I, I don't know how to, to optimize this, but it's, it is, it is annoying. Oh, sorry to hear that, man. That's not, uh, especially yeah. when you know that you've been paying out money to someone that, uh, yeah, has just been buying ads and stuff. That's not good for, like for me this week or over this last week, I should say really, cause today's Friday. This is my feature flux day. Um, so last time we spoke, I was really quite down on the whole feature flux thing. You know, nothing particularly positive. I couldn't, I couldn't pull anything positive out of what was happening. Yeah. So I, I've started moving a bit more again now. I've, I've booked a load of interviews for the coming week now, oh, nice for, uh, more, more customer development interviews, not just with product managers this time, but with project managers as well. Um, so I want to see if they have any similar problems or the same problem. I'm going to be starting with a, a new developer to next week to get these minor changes that we spoke about, uh, mm. last week. So I just got to sort of shape these two features that I've got the feedback on. 
so yes, yeah, so I'm trying this new developer. It's just going to be this small project to get it started and see obviously a couple of things, whether A, we get on, whether, you know, he works well and communication is good and all that. But then the other side of that as well is that to see whether I can actually start generating interest with the people I'm speaking to with the app in this version, in this, in this mm. state, because I don't want to go any further than, than that. Like if, if past this point, there's still no one, uh, who's interested, then I have to, I have to have a think and I have to, you know, I have to think about what's going to happen. Yeah. Did we talk about here already that, uh, that you wanted to simplify the app? I'm not sure. We, I said that the app is going to be simplified based on the feedback I've had so far, which I think I must have spoken about it last week because I was so pissed off. It's like, you know, if I'd known that at the beginning, it would have been done in half the time and, and for half the cost. So a few of the features are actually coming out completely. TL Draw, which created all of the issues, is coming out. And then I think it's going to basically start from zero again, if that makes sense. The app, I don't mean design and build the whole thing again, but take the app's features down to like the base level and then see what feedback comes from them and then and then try and add to that in the future. And also now this TL Draw, draw uh, React element is going to be gone. It's going to be far easier and quicker to, to yeah. build stuff uh, for the future. So that's one thing that's happening. That's good. So I've got to get all the documentation together for that, for this developer and get all the designs finished for these new features. So yeah, so it's been a bit more positive in that respect. And the week's been quieter as well, because I, I lost the client, which was a bit crap. So it means I uh. have less work going on. But the other side of this as well is there was a webinar. Uh, run by UserList on freemium, uh, uh, yeah. running freemium for the SaaS. That's, that's a great one. During the week. So they had Melanie Chrissy from Netlify, uh, Netlify, Alan Brook from Buzzsprout, Ruben Gamers uh, from Soimwell, and then Jane Portman, obviously, from UserList. And so they were all, all of them except for Jane, were all big, obviously, sort of fans of freemium, but arguing the, the, the fors and, and against and when they think it can work, when they think it might not work, you know, is it something that you should do if your app is this or if your competitors are this? So something I've started thinking about a bit more, I don't know, it's kind of, again, back in the day when Nusi started, we would have been completely against it. I would have been completely against it, but I'm thinking, I am starting to think about it now. Like, is it an option? You know, I'm so early stage anyway, I don't think it even matters. If I see that it's not working, you know, I can just end it at any point. Because I'm just wondering that once I get these new features done and this sort of new version or however you want to call it, that I could open the gates on the website, you know, and have it as a freemium thing where, you know, whatever that feature restriction is, uh, and then with upgrades available. Because one of the things they did say in this webinar and this round table was that one time where it can work or where it can be valuable or to your advantage to use freemium is if everyone in your space is A, expensive, uh, and B doesn't have any kind of, you know, free trial or freemium plan or anything. If everyone else is charging X number and, and all of a sudden they see that you in a similar space have a freemium plan, the chances are they may well try you out regardless of whether they stay or not. So you still get that, you still get that data from them, hopefully feedback. So I don't know, it's, it's more interesting to me at the moment than it would have been in the past, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, as well, like it's way easier to start freemium then edit later on <laughs> well yeah. yeah they did discuss that as well that somebody sent in a question about that i i asked the question uh, yeah actually. i know i know yeah going going back from pay to freemium well actually yeah. there was the example as well wasn't there of um superhuman 
the guy, one of the founder mm. from Superhuman had asked about it and they said, unless, I think it was Melanie Chrissy said that unless they developed a sub product or an adjacent product, that they think it would just hugely devalue the brand they've created because it's such a premium brand. Yeah. Unless they did create a subsect of that, that they couldn't see it working, you know? So there are definitely cases where it wouldn't work. And again, for you, I think it would be, it'd be really difficult. I mean, I don't know. And unless it was just a severely limited plan, you would, you'd have to have a really good handle on your data, your customer data to know yeah. what percentage would downgrade to freedom, freemium. Have you thought about it anymore since that webinar? I don't know. When um, the I don't know when it was originally run. Uh, it's not that long ago. I thought um, before listening to that uh, webinar, I thought um, premium is going to solve more issues than it creates. But um, I, I really think that first of all, it doesn't solve your marketing. You still have to do marketing. Uh, you you need many 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 more trials uh, or users to to use your product and only a small portion of that will um, upgrade to a paid account so to get the same numbers as i have right now it's i have to have a lot more trials and i won't get those numbers of trials for sure so one I, thing they did yeah. one thing they did say about that though as well i don't know if it was this was in reference to your question or something else was that if you do that if anyone does that of course your conversion rate will drop hugely as soon as you introduce that yeah. but it's a long it's a long-term play although ruben did say that yes there are customers that come in and that will convert on the first day he said but he also said that he knows where they're coming from and he knows they're going to convert you know, he knows that whoever there is, is coming via, that it, it's a good sign for them. But yeah, but in general, yeah, you're going to see your 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 conversion rate plummet because, I mean, it stands to reason, doesn't it? I think. But I think yeah. for me, like when I have no brand name, I have no, I have very few, I have very little traffic anyway. I don't know. I can't. Apart from not being able to potentially earn money straight away which is a pretty big deal you know if i have a standard 14 day 30 day seven day trial you know i, I know that after that time i am or i'm not going to start making money but with freemium you don't know until you have you know as much data as ruben has and i don't think there are many companies that have as much data as ruben does yeah. so i don't know it's interesting though certainly yeah. to me now it's very difficult to know um if i i would turn on freemium right now obviously everything would be worse but then i have to learn and actually implement mm. uh, all the ways to to make it valuable for them for an upgrade so i have to do the, the perfect onboarding uh, i have to send the emails on the perfect time uh, you know like uh, i have to set uh, i have to I make I have to have the limits perfectly of the app so they do upgrade and it it's so much work like I have to change the product even if I turn it on right now it, it wouldn't work but then there's like a lot of work that needs to be done to make it have the possibility to have it successful and then I'm months further on the road you know and then mm. maybe it doesn't work and then I have to 
to turn that all like yeah. off again. So it, for me, it's a massive risk. Um, and as well, it's like huge uh, amount of, it's a huge my, amount of work for you and a huge, yeah, and, and a huge and, risk. And people find out and they will downgrade. So, so I, I will lose as well, like a lot of revenue and, and in this state, I, I, can, I just cannot lose any revenue. If, if I lose like 2000 a month, that, that means I cannot mm-hmm. pay myself that, you know, so that it, it's a massive risk. So I decided to just continue what I was, mm-hmm. I'm doing right now. But I, but I guess it do does it. depend though on, on the data you have, like if you so I don't know what the plans are called now or the price or anything, but if your lowest plan is typically the free, you know, is typically freelance people using it, then you will know that they send on average X number of proposals a month. But like something like, well, if you could just limit it to, okay, well, you get one proposal a month or something and that's it. And it doesn't matter whether you archive it and it's not active, you know, that you get one and that's it kind of thing. But again, the other, the other argument of that is, and they were discussing it as well on the, on the workshop, the webinar was that it still needs to be valuable. You know, even if it's freemium, it's still the plan needs to be valuable enough for them to get value from it. If you say, in my case, for example, okay, well, you can have one user and you can create one presentation, no, no variations on that, no iterations, et cetera, et cetera, then it might not even be useful enough. So I guess you have to be so careful with what those restrictions are to encourage people to upgrade, but at the same time to have it useful enough to, to do the job. Yeah. Tricky man. Should we leave it there? Because we've been going on a while. Yeah. Perfect. See you next week. Bye bye. Cheers, man.